All right. So uh, welcome back, John. Yeah, good to be back, Jim. Yeah. And uh, so this week I did a, a little bit of an analysis video on what is this thing called love. Mm -hmm. And um, so sort of the not so hidden purpose behind this is to um, give an opportunity to talk about uh, four different types of, of scales to, to the students. Um, so um, the, the four basic ones, um, we have the, the major and all of its mm -hmm. modes, which is the do, re, mi. Right. Um, actually, I mean, you know, maybe I'll just play it mm -hmm. a little bit. So do, re, mi, and so on like that. Um, and then another interesting one, which isn't talked about all that much, um, is the harmonic major, which, which is like, it's just one note difference. So right. the, the A is flat. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it's very similar to the harmonic uh, minor, um, just the minor ver version. Okay, mm -hmm. and then melodic minor. Now all these I'm doing from the perspective of, of C, so right. it's all like parallel kind of things. Mm -hmm. um, so um, what's so interesting about this tune is uh, it's in C major. Um, but we first start out going to the uh, four chord. And it's a four minor. Right. And the Cole, Cole Porter really does these these really interesting things, right? With yeah. with the uh, um, half diminished two mm -hmm. kind of chords, and then a dominant that could be altered or or what have you. Yeah, he he liked to sneak in a little chromatic movement. Mm -hmm. or, yeah. yeah, there's always always something cool, hidden, yep. kind of in his songs. Yeah, um, yeah. So. Um, so let's let's take a look if if you want to play um, maybe a, a G or whatever we have there. So if students are interested in and in playing and thinking what, what what might we use on this on this, well, one of the first things you might think about is kind of a low crayon sort sort of sound. The main thing is is really you know can you get these notes in there right? Yeah, so we get the root flat three, flat five, flat seven. Right? Yeah, that's a heck of a chord. Yeah, you got a minor seven <laughs> flat five. It's such a great sound, but yeah, it's, it's funny. It sounds it's such a Broadway sounding chord, mm -hmm. and that. Yeah, you know, when you when you hear you know a big Broadway musical, at some point, somebody's putting that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's that's um, such a good point because it, it sort of has a sort of moodiness to it mm. uh, when you start playing around with with the with the fives and and maybe maybe doing some alterations to it. Um, so w when you're maybe first starting, if you're just picking up the guitar. Uh, one thing that you could, or bass, mm -hmm. um, you could start out by playing uh, F harmonic minor kind of content just in general. So, and you could just kind of improvise on that uh, throughout both the 
the um, two chord and the five chord. Yeah. So um, I'm just gonna noodle a little bit on on the G minor seven flat five. You want to play a, a G? Okay. So I'm using that harmonic minor. What works well with that is that when you go to the C, you can use the exact same notes. Right. <laughs> so that works really Yeah, really just re recycled them from one bar to the next. There. Yeah, yeah. And that's sometimes called Phrygian dominant. Mm -hmm. um, and then when we get to the, the F minor six, notice we have a natural six. So whether... Um, whether you're aware of this or not, the uh, F harmonic minor is going to have a D flat in it. And we had a D flat in the um, G minor 7 flat right. 5. We had a D flat in the C7 flat 9. Right? And then now all of a sudden we have this F minor 6. So the six is gonna be a D natural. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of you get that tension of the flat five mm -hmm. of that D flat through the first two chords. Yep. And then he lets you breathe a little. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So the minor, uh the the natural six is more stable versus yeah. the tension. Yeah. Na that. Natural six to me is always it's that happy, perky, peppy. Yeah. Sounding chord. Yeah. You know, it's what you expect to hear in, in, you know, some sort of 60s happy pop tune. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it works. It works great on um, on major and, and minor. We'll mm -hmm. talk about it when we get to the major. Um, so another little thing. So if we get to this F minor. Um, do you use pentatonics much uh, as a some bass players do? Yeah, um, the rock and roll guys tend to think that way. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> but th that's me because I always say that all the notes look alike. So why should I be stuck? Right? Because um, yeah. that'll uh, no, I, I, I find that tiresome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we'll just discuss it a little bit as a as sort of a shell. And, yeah. and then you can put stuff inside of it. So if you play, this is called the uh, F um, minor six pentatonic. And we put a nine in there. Now you can, you can use a major seven, which mm -hmm. is the melodic minor, or you can put the E flat in there. And and all of this kind of like scale talk is is you know it's it's not something that is is something that has to happen at you know for a whole two measures or something. So right. you can play a line like right. So if you play like F and I play, Basically, just played both of those two two scales, but it's yeah. all the perspective of okay. I'm gonna play this. This E just kind of moves a little, little yeah. nicer to the F. This E flat moves a little stronger to the to, to the D to the D. Yeah, yeah. Which which takes us to the next measure. Yeah, because that's from and Jim and I are talking about this off camera. I always think about motion through a song, through the chord. Mm -hmm. What's, how do we get, if you've watched more than one episode, you've heard me talk about movement inside the chord. Yeah. 
So if I'm looking at this, you know, I've got a G with a D flat. I've got a C with a D flat. Mm -hmm. Way cool. Tough to make it work sometime. And then I've got that F with a D, but I have an E flat. So if I'm, because the next chord, the fifth chord is a D minor. Mm -hmm. So that E flat gets me there. So if I'm. It's, it makes life because then we're back to what that sharp five in there um, uh, on the G on the G that yeah. G seven sharp five, which gives you really cool motion because he's giving you that F gives you the E flat to get to the D mm -hmm. and then it gives you a D flat or a D sharp yeah. for the G. And then the last chord on that next line is C major, which yeah. gives you the E. Yep. So he's actually inside the chord, taking you down and back up. Yeah. So for a bass player, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 So you, you know, you might, I'm, I'm kind of taking away that you might play a little E flat, maybe into the D. Yeah, definitely. Something like that. Yeah. Move it across like that. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. Uh, D, D minor seven flat five is kind of like an inversion of the F minor six it chord. Is. Yeah. You know, so it's almost like the same, but you want to create that motion over to the mm -hmm. to the D. Yeah, so just moving. Just moving. Over. And the other thing, you know, I'm always looking for commonalities. Mm -hmm. um, so technically, especially on like solos sections, those first four bars, I could pedal A flat. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it just, it gets you there. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it'll put a lot of tension under that C7. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if you're playing this at any tempo, cool. Yeah. Well, let's hear that. I'm just well, not a, not really in time, but if you right. pedal on an A flat, so. And then I go to the C7 flat 9. That's a cool sound. I like that. <laughs> and then uh, get the F minor 6. I'm playing a 6 9. Yeah, so very cool. Yeah, but then. Yeah, then we've got, yeah, it's it's then, really cool chord changes. Yeah, technically you could stay on that A flat on the on the yeah. D minor 7, flat 5, and then, and then maybe move to the G. I don't know what you would do there. Yeah, you could, yeah. What would you do there? You could go down or you could go up to the B. Up to the B, yeah. Yeah. And then that gets you to the C. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so oh. you've got two directions depending, like if, as a bass player, if you're listening to the soloist, you're comping behind them, mm -hmm. you're hearing what direction their line is going. Yeah. Um, so as a backup, you know, as a supporting player, mm -hmm. which is generally what bass players get to be, um, yeah, we can either support the player and be very aware of where they're going. Yeah. Or we can, if we're angry at them, we can do things that mess them up and we can go the other direction then you can hear them thinking yeah don't do that uh, <laughs> uh, right. so yeah so from a you know during the solo courses as a bass player or even i think you guitar players should be aware of this kind of thing yeah <clears throat> excuse me where yeah you get got that kind of supportive motion so you're kind of pushing and pulling and adding tension and release and then rhythmic motion yeah under these chords and those six chords in the first two lines give you a lot to work with. A lot to work with. And I, that, that's what I think makes it kind of fun and, and fruitful because you can really explore a lot of variety in your lines and, mm -hmm. and bass lines and, um, and on guitar and voicings and stuff. I remember listening to um, Pat Metheny um, reflecting a little bit on uh, his, his musical experience with uh, Jocko mm -hmm. and saying, you know, he 
was really not the magic carpet ride kind of player. Right. Like he would, you, you would think the music was like going this direction and he would just yank you over this yeah. other direction. <laughs> like, no, it's not going there. <laughs> those of us who grew up um, listening to that, <clears throat> I remember when the first Jock album came out, mm-hmm. great black and white cover. I actually wore out a copy on vinyl, okay. literally wow. wore through the record and yeah. had to go get another copy. Same thing with <laughs> Stanley Clark's school days. Yeah. And there's a whole different way of thinking. But yeah, that that album colored my life intensely. Uh, yeah. Because it showed us what what you really can do. Yeah. Uh, which was anything. Right. And one other just little side note on that. Um, when he played, I believe Donnelly is on that. Yeah. That album. Um, he really worked hard on that. Yeah. It sounds effortless, but I just want folks who have been working on Donna Lee, it's on this channel or, or whatever tune it is, if it's this highly technical thing, mm-hmm. just know that other people work hard on those things too. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's been, and yeah. isn't that the track where he did it twice? Did he do it twice? He, okay. He doubled himself. Oh, yeah, so okay. he record. That's how he got that sound. So on his on his recordings, you'll hear that gorgeous thick sound when he's soloing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He would record the part and then go back and play it exactly the same okay. again. Yeah. And stack the two, which is nuts when you think about. It. Yeah, that is cool. I mean, you've got to be incredibly um, consistent and accurate with with what you're doing, but yeah. you're gonna get these little timing and he was doing fretless at that time oh yeah yeah so you're going to get these little pitch differences and timing differences which if if it's accurate enough it's going to come off sounding really great yeah that's why you have like um voice doubler plugins Mm -hmm. that do that strymon makes a pedal yeah that does that i have a bunch of plugins that i use with this actually vocal plugins okay but because it's about the most vocal sounding instrument in the world um yeah it sounds really cool if you get it just very short. Yeah. So it sounds like two bass players standing right next to each other. Yeah. Just a little different. Just a little different. It's a different. cool sound. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, we went right off the tune. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so another interesting kind of kind of thing, um, too, just maybe going into voicings a little bit. Uh, when it comes to the minor seven uh, flat five, you can take um, the minor seven flat five, drop the seven, and come up with a diminished chord yeah. and for your five chord. So you can pretty much do that anywhere, and you just arrive at the same. So I'm on G minor seven flat five, and then I'm just dropping one of those notes yeah so that's a really kind of good way to um try to um work at um at that i'm just gonna adjust this a little bit mm-hmm. yeah there's so much tension and release mm-hmm. in this where he's like okay we're gonna go here then we're down then we're here and we're down and, yeah um and if you're playing this tune and you've never read the lyrics read the lyrics yeah that'll help you get through a lot of these tunes is understanding mm-hmm the lyrics will tell you why it's written that way. Yep. And uh, just this morning, I I, um, I was trying to refresh my memory on on the tune, the lyrics, and the melody. And um, so I pulled up Ella Fitzgerald, and mm-hmm. um, it's just a it's just a great thing to do. Just yeah, um, yeah listen to the lyrics and yeah, I understand because this was written for a singer. 
Mm -hmm. You know, all these, the great yeah. American songbook, this, these are vocal tunes. Yeah. And we're doing other things to them. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another kind of cool thing um, that you can do. So let's say we're, we're back on the first couple chords. So let's say I play a G, G minor 7 flat 5. I'm just going to do a root position. You can take that three frets to the right for the C chord. And <laughs> It's just easy. Um, it is cheating. Though. Yeah, it is yeah. cheating. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, so you can do it all your inversions. You know, so you can G minor, some flat five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but those... that's kind of a culture. And you can do that with lines as well. Yeah, that. I like that. But yeah, and again, that's just what we're doing right there with you playing that. You know, I can play G for two bars. Yeah. And, and I can play A flat for two bars. Yeah. Bass players, you don't have to play the root at the beginning of every bar. Right. That is really, it doesn't work. Okay, it sounds, it sounds like you pre-practice this kind of... Yeah, don't do that. Uh, I love starting chords on the third. Yeah. Because that's usually where the interesting stuff is. Mm -hmm. You know, and it defines major or minor. Yep. In one note. Yeah. Um, yeah, much, much more, which is why, yeah, sitting on the, you know, so basically those first four bars, I'm sitting on the root, mm -hmm. then I'm sitting on the fifth, yeah. and I move up and I'm on the minor. Yeah. On that cool. minor third. Yeah, nice. And it's a lot of motion. Uh -huh. And it's, it's cheating again. I moved. <laughs> up one fret-ish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you could just kind of stay on that, on the D minor, and then you go back down again. <laughs> right. So it's, yeah. it's kind of cool. It's, it's, <laughs> is there a certain elegance to that? Yeah. Kind of simplicity to the, that? There is. The fact that that works so well mm -hmm. tells you how well written it is. Right. It wasn't just throwing a bunch of chords on a page and seeing what stuck. Yeah. There was real thought about motion. Yeah, and um, you know, Cole Porter, although we oftentimes think about um, these kind of um, playful tunes mm -hmm. uh, that we like to improvise on, um, he's actually considered to be a, a pretty serious, like classical composer. Yeah, he was highly trained. Yeah, highly trained. Really knew what he was doing. Yeah. And yeah, there's it's, it's like listening to Irving Berlin or something. You hear these light, happy, bouncy mm -hmm. tunes. And then when you really look at it, you realize just how much polish went into it. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, this needs to be this, this needs to be this. It's getting those little tiny details in place. Yeah. That all of a sudden makes you go, oh, okay, it's a, that's a fun little tune to, wow, that was really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it could be moving two notes the right place on the composer's part. Yeah. And it's like, but doing like this C or this G, the A flat. And a back to G sort of thing is something you would hear in a horn part. Yeah. Like a trombone part or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They'll they'll do that first or second inversion. Yeah. In, in the low brass. Uh-huh. Um, so if you don't have a horn section, and doesn't everybody, um, yeah, just do for as a bass player, do that. But as a guitar player, you know, you guys could be aware that that's an option. Yeah. Yeah. And then we can we can be aware of oh, oh we're hearing this thing that the Bass player's doing it, we can maybe grasp it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Um, I just want to mention if you if you are lost on anything that we're saying, please put a comment uh, below, and I'll I will try to uh, explain it for, further or or elaborate. And if you want to follow along, this tune I believe is in the real book one. Should be yeah, real book one. And then uh, we've got a copy from this is the standards. Mm-hmm. Book by Chuck Share, published by Chuck Share. Right. Standards. Standards one or two. Or I don't remember which one. But it's in a lot of books. Yeah. So you should be able to find it. Follow, yeah. Follow yeah. Those, those are great books to have. You can buy them digitally. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Chuck Share books because the artists, the composers get paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, the real book was always kind of that under the table you know, ask your grandparents if you want to know what that was about. Um, <laughs> but now now they do have legal versions owned they, by Hal Leonard. They do. They're not exactly the same. No, no. They're they, missing some tunes. They're missing some tunes, and they the, the mistakes made it interesting. They kind of cleaned it up a little <laughs> bit. Up, yeah. Because, you, know? <laughs> yeah. you know, some of those things, they were all transcribed by hand by students, mostly at Berkeley. Mm-hmm. And they'd find, like, some obscure live recording from Prague of, of – yeah. You know, Brubeck or somebody go, oh, we use that note instead of that. We'll put that note. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, And it was originally intended really just for a small group of musicians to play play tunes. Oh, you don't know that tune? I've got I've got a lead sheet. I wrote this out. Yeah. You know, it it was not really intended to be published. I think it just it just went in that direction. And um, it was not on the shelves. You could not find it. You no, had you to- had to go and know the secret handshake. Yeah. I remember going, somebody told me where I could buy it. Mm-hmm. And I went to the store and I had to tell them a certain thing, mm-hmm. a certain guy, a certain thing. Yeah. And who sent me. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was literally that kind of speakeasy sort of. I did the exact same thing. And the copy I got was the black, the black plastic bound mm-hmm. Xeroxed book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Keep in mind, there were like 400, 500 pages. Yeah. So it was was like a ream of paper for each book. It was a lot. Yeah. Um, It was so worth it. But buy the legal version. Yeah. And just, you know, if you've got an iPad, like I do everything on my iPad, I must have 30 real books on there. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth it. Definitely. So we have these minor two fives. One goes to a minor chord and one goes to a major chord. Right. Um, and this is in quite a few tunes by Cole Porter and other folks too. Um, so when you go to um, the two five, D minor seven flat five, um, one thing that's kind of interesting about, about this, this one is, you know, on the, on the half diminished chords, you have to be a little careful on the nine. Mm-hmm. Because the nine is gonna be the third of your one chord, right? So generally, you're gonna be using flat nine on those chords. But here's a one instance where it you're actually gonna be able to. Well, it's an option anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, have a natural nine, right? Because on that, yeah, because you're aiming for that C major, yeah. 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 And that gets into a mode of the melodic minor, that's F melodic minor. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's kind of interesting there. Um, The G7 sharp five, that kind of departs a little bit. That sharp five would be the flat nine of the. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for all this technical stuff. But um, so if you're looking, like, like I said, a quick way to get through a few of these changes, you know, you might just pick one that. 
that works. Yeah. You know, so um, one that might kind of fit okay would be uh, the C melodic minor. So you could play C melodic minor over those two changes. Um, and uh, or actually, maybe not the D minor. So, so maybe go with uh, the Locrian, um, or you could use um, harmonic. Yeah, let's let's stick with the harmonic minor because that'll be simple. So yeah, that harmonic is, minor. That C, is harmonic that is minor. such a what, what they used to call an exotic sounding scale. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. it it sounds like um, the soundtrack from every. Uh, you know, kind of uh, Abbott and Costello go to the Foreign Legion kind of soundtrack. Or so it's it's yeah. that slightly Arabic. Yep, absolutely. Feel that Middle Eastern. Yep. Yeah. Um, so to get back to these four four scales, you've got the um, the major scale, the harmonic major, melodic minor, and harmonic minor. So harmonic minor is that one that sounds kind of Arabic. Um, the um, the um, the Muslims um, became or basically took over the power of Spain, right? Yeah. And then you got the guitar, and that's where uh, it's also intermingled with that Spanish sound, mm -hmm. which is really its origins are in um, in Arabic. So the the, yeah. the sound of the harmonic minor, where you get that. Yeah, it's funny how it's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's minor with the. If you really emphasize that little interval, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you really kind of hear that. That is insanely evocative. Yeah, like you hear that and go, oh right, I know. Yeah, I, it's not. I don't. I know what that is. It's I know exactly where in the world that's from. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so we get that. So that would be a quick, easy way yeah. to go, and then you just go back to C. So another uh, area where you could you could say okay well um, we could have harmonic major as well so that could work as well which you could play over all of the all of the chords again almost like what we did with the C or F minor so we played harmonic minor until we got to the F chord and then you might play. More of like a minor scale, uh, and then the C you do harmonic major, <laughs> which also sounds a little exotic too. It 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 does. It's when you get that flat six sharp five or flat seven in any combination. Yeah, yeah, that interval, that augmented second. Yeah, it's just yeah. Yeah, it's so pretty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's see. Okay, so so that is the section, and that is the same progression on um, that happens again, and then right. we get to the B, and then it happens again at the at the last eight bars. So how about yeah. we jump ahead to the B to the section? B section. So the B section is kind of happy and stable. It is. It's just it's a happy <laughs> it's a happy two five. Yeah. It's, instead of this sort of. Hence two five. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you get the two to five and B flat. Right. And 
one thing that's um, hard to hard to communicate, I think, but um, it, it's pretty simple, is that the two and the five and the one are it's all built in to the major scale. Yeah. All, you don't really need. You can do other things for sure, but mm-hmm. um, but you don't really need to. It's all it's all there, right? You get this natural tension on the F seven that's going to want to resolve to you know B flat. You know, this little fundamental thing that or, right? Yeah. Um, so so that's pretty straightforward. You could play. B flat kind of major scale. Um, the only thing I say is just just be aware when it's on C, like what what notes are in your chord and what notes are outside of the chord. Right. Right. Do you think in those terms or uh, when you're creating bass lines? I, I do. Yeah. I do because there are places where I need to emphasize sort of the root or at least the core triad. Yeah. Um, and then there are other times where I really don't want to. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking at a flat nine or, you know, yeah. 11th or 13th. I'm, I'm thinking extensions. Yeah. Um, because it, and usually it gives me a place to go to, to sort of emphasize how it's going to resolve to the next note. Yeah. If that okay. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if, you know, if, I, if somebody's playing in C, and I'm thinking D, you know, I might come at it from D flat. Okay, yeah. To get, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, it depends. It really depends on the tune and where I'm going and what I'm hearing from a singer or a soloist or something yeah. like that. But it's a conversation. It's an interaction. It, it very, very much so. Yeah. yeah. And there, there are some people I play with. They love it when I start on the third. Mm-hmm. A couple of guys hate it. Tough. Uh, <laughs> gonna do it anyway. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, because there is so much chance for me to put tension and release under what the soloist is doing. Yeah. So it really gives them something to ride on. Uh-huh. You know, I can I can really kind of reinforce where I hear them going. Yeah. Or grab them and rein them in, like you said about Jocko doing with Pat. Mm-hmm. And just going, no, come on, we're going over here. <laughs> going this way. Yeah, yeah that, that's a bad <laughs> idea. Let's go this way. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, there's definitely inside and outside the chord. But yeah. that... That you know the uh, that's really great, but God, I've got so much I can do with that because I can mm-hmm. sit and play A over those first two yeah. chords. You know, if I, I can think, basically think in sort of an A half diminished. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because that gives me the, that makes sense. Yeah, and that that works for both chords. Yeah. yeah. And then gets us to the B flat. Yeah, you know, that's that's that opportunity for movement. Where I'm uh-huh. going. So you kind of go in, and then go in. Yeah. yeah. That okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it it's reharmonization on the fly. Mm-hmm. But it's not. Yeah, because you're you're kind of playing around with inversions, making different choices. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, you know. it really is almost controlling the movement. Well, it is. Yeah. You know, controlling the movement of how we're going to get around and how, and it's all based on what I'm hearing. Some soloists like very straight ahead. Yeah. Very, they they need that. Mm-hmm. My favorite kind of soloists are the one who are like, 
you do you, mm -hmm. I, I'm there. Yeah. Because oh. I will do things like that. Yeah. You know, do strange pedals and stuff outside the chord because yeah. I'm looking eight bars down. Mm -hmm. to, Where it's headed. I, yeah. This is, this is the arc. Where do I need to be? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So then uh, we get to this A flat. A flat seven. Which, well, it's actually an A flat nine, isn't it? Oh, yeah. A flat yeah, nine. A flat nine. Yeah. So the way the way that I think about chords is at first I think about the most basic basic thing, mm -hmm. and then I I kind of think about the nine, eleven, and thirteen mm -hmm. as as like what choices I'm using. Right. Um, at least that's the way I, I kind of tend to think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we get a a flat a flat nine. So I can play like that. So when I when I'm on this chord, there's all sorts of associations that come up, and um, I think a lot of this is just from transcribing um, a lot of tunes, mm -hmm. a lot of harmony. So, um, so when when I have this, I'm thinking uh, that if the tonic is C, and I get this A flat coming up, and I know like like you were saying earlier, like I know what's coming mm -hmm. in a little bit, um, or ultimately the tune's going to go to C. Um, then this sort of draws a certain association. So I, I think about this sort of flat six in the key of C, mm -hmm. um, and it's that's a, sort of your typical minor to uh, flat six to five, which is kind of related to a two dominant, right, and then a um, B five. So so I'm when I when I'm thinking about the extensions, I, I'm I'm thinking on kind of experience there and I know like the 13 is probably gonna gonna work I know that the sharp 11 is probably gonna work mm -hmm. I know that the nine is is gonna definitely gonna work yeah yeah so um so that's one of those moments which I almost think of it's like kind of a predominant it's like mm -hmm. before this G yeah, so that's how I'm kind of thinking about it. That's kind of my yeah, and it's for bass players. It's this 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 whole passing tone thing, like coming off that B flat major seven. You know, every bass player is going to go A A flat mm -hmm. as a passing tone, and then <clears throat> we have that lovely A flat there. It's mm -hmm. such a cool chord in this context. Yeah, and then like you say, we can. Yeah, and then you got the and G. then just. Yeah. Yeah. It's and what's funny, yeah, because they actually show the like the solo chord or alternate chord is a G seven mm -hmm. for the last two chords of the B section. Yeah. So yeah, you're A flat to G and you're good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so one scale there you might think about is the um uh, E flat melodic minor on the um which is called a it's called here. Uh, <laughs> it's too, too early in the morning. It's probably not even morning yet. Yeah. Even more. Um, so you get the um, mix of Lydia and sharp Lydia. Yeah. Uh, Lydia and dominant. That's the name. <laughs> Lydia and dominant. Yeah. Yeah. And then at G7. Yeah. So there um, we get the melody. So it sort of informs us a little bit. We get, right, we get a sharp nine. That's kind of cool. And the melody mm -hmm. uh, for for the G seven. 
Yeah, and it, it's interesting how he uses G7, which is such a plain chord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the next one is same as the first chord of the tune, G yeah. minor 7 flat 5. Yeah. It's yeah. it's like happy boy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> yep. So it keeps one, you know, it's the it's weird because it, you know, it just it's in C, it keeps wanting to go back to C, but it keeps kind of like not letting it quite do that. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting because he gives it to you in three places in the tune, mm-hmm. but it still doesn't feel quite right. Yeah, you know, like it's it should be something else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's a really good opportunity to work on on some of those other scale shapes mm-hmm. and um, to kind of move um, and be able to negotiate some of these changes, which yeah, which are. Maybe a little, a little challenging. Yeah, it doesn't look like much, but there's a lot going on. Yeah, and and yeah, so it's thinking inside and outside the chord, like yeah. we talked about. And you know, it's like you're doing a solo guitar thing. How are you moving? Mm-hmm. Let's keep that motion. So think about how a bass player would think about it. Yeah, you know, how are we supporting but moving through this sort of forest of notes that we have? Here? Yeah, 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 exactly. Cool. So um, I think that's going to work pretty well for um, for today. So again, I just want to remind everybody that if you, um, you know, I'll be doing uh, more videos on this tune. So if you have any specific questions where you just weren't clear or just need um, uh, me to go over a little bit more, I can definitely do that. Just drop a, drop a question. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, we love hearing from y'all, so let us know. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll we'll see you all in the next one. See you next time.